Hey church, uh, going to bring a devotion today from Jeremiah uh, chapter 2 uh, that we started reading today. If you're along with our reading plan, we ended Isaiah. Now we're into Jeremiah, another prophet who prophesied to the southern kingdom as they are about to go into exile and even as they go into exile. So uh, some powerful stuff here. I like that language I used at the start of this. I'm going to bring a devotion. After I said that, I hadn't been able to uh, to stop thinking about it. So I'm going to bring this devotion. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jeremiah chapter 2. And uh, I want us to think about, as we, as we look at this people uh, that are about to be put into exile, I don't know if you've ever thought about it before, but this is something that I actually heard a pastor sharing not long ago who was, who was preaching at a conference. Uh, he just uh, asked the question, what was Israel's biggest sin? Uh, what what was the thing that was the major concern before the Lord? Now, if you've studied the Old Testament, you know that uh, it wasn't just one thing that Israel was doing wrong. It was really their lifestyle was wrong. Uh, it was uh, every area that God could point at. You know, it was their relationship with Him was off. Their relationship with each other was off. They were not the people that God had called them to be on any level. Uh, but at the heart of all of this, and this pastor brings this out, and uh, I see it all throughout the Old Testament, at the heart of all this is idolatry. Uh, the heart of all of their sin is idolatry. And you see this here in Jeremiah chapter 2. As Jeremiah is called out to preach to the people and to tell them what they've done wrong and to call them to repent. This is what he says in chapter 2, verse 13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So they have turned from the living God They've refused to worship him. It says they have forsaken me, the spring of living water. And just think about how foolish that is. Every time that they've interacted with God, they found him, whether it's the Garden of Eden or whether it's in Abraham's relationship with God or Noah's relationship with God, uh, even before that, or uh, all of the descendants of Abraham and now the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt uh, under the kings. I mean, every stage of their life. God has been a spring of living water for them, a source of life. But they've forsaken him. They haven't rejected, they haven't worshipped him the way that they were supposed to. But instead, they have dug their own cisterns. With human hands, they've chosen things in this creation to worship and to live for. And they have rejected or they have ignored the rule of God over their lives. And those things, but this is now foolish this is. The things that they have with their own hands are broken cisterns. They cannot hold water. God is a spring of living water, an unending life coming from God. But instead, they want to pour their life into broken cisterns, which is broken jars. So as they pour their life in, there's a leak in it, and it doesn't hold any water. That's a picture of idol worship. It's a picture of living for things in this world. We saw in the book of Isaiah that Isaiah mocks those who are idol worshipers because they're worshiping something that human hands have made. And they're saying, why, why would you live for something that human hands have made when our God has made us? 
Why would we not worship him? And this is what Jeremiah is saying. You have turned from the living God and you've given yourself to idols. Now, what's interesting about this picture of turning from the living God to idols in Jeremiah is that when Jesus Christ comes, what he does is he reverses this. See, this is not just the Israelites who have done this. This is all of us who have done this. All of us have refused to worship the living God and we've lived for idols. And you may say, well, I've never worshiped an idol, uh, but have you lived your entire life surrendered in loving worship to the living God? No, we haven't. We've lived huge chunks of our life as if God didn't even exist, as if the only things that mattered were the things that we could hold in our hands, the life that we live in this world. Whether we would call it worship or not, there have been huge chunks of our life where we have lived as if the living God didn't even exist. But it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 that when the gospel came to the church at Thessalonica, he says, I know that God has chosen you because the, the gospel came to you with power and you turned from idols to the living God. See, the, the, the gospel, what it does through the Holy Spirit is it reverses this process. It turns us from idol worshipers to those who worship the living God. It turns us from those who are pouring our lives into broken cisterns, things in this world that cannot give us life. And it turns our hearts to worship the living God because we see him for the first time as he calls our name through Jesus Christ and reveals the glory of Christ to us. And we realize the price that was paid for our sins so that we could be forgiven. And then we realize he was raised from the dead and now he is living to intercede for us and to rule over us. We turn our lives over to him and we don't ignore him anymore. We allow him to rule and to reign over every area of our lives because we realize that he is a living God who gives living water. And Here's just the challenge for us today. Is that what our worship looks like? Is that what our worship looks like? Are we living our lives as if the living God exists? To where we're turning all of our attention and giving all of our lives to him. We're not living for things that are in this world. We're living for him. We're acknowledging him. We're, we're surrendered to him. We're putting our trust in him to lead us. And we are everything that Israel was supposed to be. But now we are empowered by his Holy Spirit to be the people that he's called us to be. So, um there's a, there's a picture later here, and I just want to bring this up just to finish. There's a picture in chapter 2, verse 27, uh, that says he's, he's mocking, not really mocking, but he, he's getting on to the Israelites for, for their idol worship. And he says, God says to them, they say to wood, you are my father, and to stone, you gave me birth. So they're looking at wood and stone, idols, and saying, you are the one that gives me life. They have turned their backs to me and not their faces. Yet when they are in trouble, they say, come and save us. So you see the picture there. They live their life as if God doesn't exist and they're worshiping these idols. But then when they're in trouble, they turn to God. Man, don't let that be us. Don't let that be us. Let us live every day anchored in this source of living water. Seeking him, like we said Sunday, doing whatever it takes to get to know him and surrendering to him no matter where he leads us. This takes a brokenness. This takes a surrender. Um, but man, let's be willing to go there. Let's be willing to go wherever this source of living water wants to lead us. Let's pray. Father, we ask for your uh, 
to show yourself in our lives. God, the only way that we can turn from idols to the living God is if you show yourself to us. So please continue to be faithful to show yourself to us as a church. Please continue to show us that you are God. Please continue to show us who Jesus is so that we would worship him and we put all of our hope and our trust in him. God, make us a people that are known as those who are trusting in you, that when others look at us, they see that we are totally different from the world as they are living for dead things. God, make us a church that is alive because we're living for the living God. And the things in this world don't have a hold on us the way that they have a hold on them. Father, I pray that you would be the source of living water for us. As we have turned to you, as we put our hope in you, God, just like you fed Israel in the wilderness with the rock, with the water from the rock, just like you gave your people a land flowing with milk and honey, God, in our relationship with you, through your son Jesus, filled with your spirit, give us life, life now and in the life to come. God, and let that be a sign to this world that you are who you say you are. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.